Welcome to the BridgeWatch Podcast, bringing you up to speed on all things innovation in the shipbuilding and marine industry. My name is William and my job is to provide shipbuilders with innovative tools to increase their productivity. My name is Winston. I'm the co-host along with William and I've been in the marine industry for 26 years. Teach naval architecture at the Marine Institute in St. John's, Newfoundland. And I do marine consulting work, helping companies build better ships faster. And I'm really looking forward to talking to you guys. This episode of BridgeWatch is brought to you by Enelf Marine, providing shipbuilding software and expert advice to enhance your value stream. Whether you're a shipbuilder, ship owner, or designer, give your team a competitive advantage. Visit enelfmarine.com and let us help you build better ships faster. So, welcome to our second show. Winston, welcome on board. Thanks so much. Nice to be here. Excellent. So, today we want to speak about a very important subject uh, to us, Mm -hmm. uh, is that we overlook the importance of culture when planning new technology integration because we are inexperienced at business transformation. And business transformation really need to lead our digital transformation. That's right. Yeah. And I think there's some there's some key things here that we're when we talk about business transformation and our inexperience with it, there's some key points yep. I think that we're gonna pull out that I think are, are gonna be really good. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this conversation for sure. Excellent. Yeah. And yeah. we want to, with all the technology with the, the era we live in, uh, there's so much technology and we kind of business are trying to keep up with technology. Um, and that's what we we realized and by doing some research, we were able to to find a lot of very interesting data. And first thing is that we implement new technology and it's very fun because we're like, okay, there's that technology, that technology, but using traditional workflow, right? right? Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. And so, you know, the if you look at, uh, you know, bringing in new tools, new tools need new workflows. And I mean, workflows are all about people, right? You know, so, and again, I I forget who said it, but basically, you know, people like change, but they don't like to be changed, right? So, so, you know, and we see that over and over and over and uh, organizations who have successfully gone through a, a business slash digital transformation have, have, it's really the people and the culture that have embraced change. They know change is needed and constant change is almost mm-hmm. needed, you know, in the, in the rapid right. uh, pace of uh, business today. So, uh, you know, I was thinking about this whole, this whole issue about uh, implementing new technology using traditional workflows. And it just reminded me of, a, of when I was working uh, down in Florida for a pretty large production uh, boat builder. Yep. Up in the engineering office, we had, we, we, of course, we were, everybody in the engineering office is, is open to change. Yeah, right. give us new tools because we're all a bunch of tech heads, right? Um, yep. And so we had brought in Pro Engineer, you know, uh, which is now owned by Creo. And we had come up with these, this, this method of being able to create uh, inside the 3D model uh, all of the all of the cabinetry. Basically, they had these really amazing macros made. I, you know, I didn't make them, so I can't take credit. But yeah. if you if you could identify where the cabinet face was, 
the the right. macros would basically more or less build you the rest of the cabinet. And then, so in keeping with that, we uh, implemented in uh, the the joinery shop CNC machinery to be able to cut out all these parts from the CAD files. Right. Yeah. Everything looked amazing, except that when the cabinets were all assembled, they yeah. just sat there and sat there and sat there and sat there until the rest of the production workflow was ready for the cabinets because the old, the old workflow was designed for how, lo- how long it used to take to build the cabinets. Now the cabinets right. were being built in half the time or less. Right. And they just sat there. So there was really no, we, we didn't win, right? You know, it took, us a, it took us a long while to kind of figure out how to, how to rearrange the, the production workflow so that, the, so that the CNC machinery actually did make a difference. I mean, it did in the end. But uh, so, so, I mean, th- that, that's an example of looking at an overall workflow where you're, you're improving one little spot uh, and you're, you're, use, you're still holding on to the old workflows, right? And it took us a while to figure that out. So, yeah. So, yeah. so you know, really, you know, you can't just say we're going to get a new tool without saying we need to look at how the tool is used in the workflow and we need to look at the person who is actually, you know, in that workflow, the people in the workflow as well, I think. Yeah, for sure. And that it's a very interesting um, example that you brought up. And I'm sure and that you're you're not the only one that are we we're living this. Right. So to me, on the global scale, the, the success that was seen in digital transformation is only marginal in the last few years. Mm-hmm. It's with all the technology we have available to us. There's not a lot of advancement that was made in terms of business transformation. And we see it with um, with our industry. But when I looked at other industry, uh, and even they're part of our industry a little bit, uh, GE started to build an Internet of Things platform in um, 2011 to underpin its entire digital transformation. And... It's GE, right? They spent billion to do mm, it, mm-hmm. to do a major, massive transformation, and the stock price kept filling. Right. So they, and that was in 2011. So the we really need to rethink the way we implement technology in our workflows, like you mentioned, mm. uh, but. Yeah. So, so you know, to me, that says that the the average stockholder or, or people who are looking out, you know, all of the all of the people who are assessing the value of companies and and giving their giving advice to stockholders, they right. weren't seeing the value in in the in the transformation, or maybe the transformation wasn't happening fast enough or, or something like that where, where, the, where the value of the company kept dropping. And to me, that's, that seems amazing considering, I don't know if, if you ever had this little revelation about GE, but like 
first I thought GE was well, they make light bulbs and you know washers and dryers and yeah, things like that. Right. And, and then you figure out that every single jet engine <laughs> is also made by GE, right? You know, so there's yeah. this. Uh, well, not every single one, but you know what I mean. Like, like they make right. jet engines too, right? Which is you know obviously very cool, and and they do do stuff. Uh, and, and you know, so you know you're you're absolutely right. I mean, just because you have a, a giant hammer, right? Like GE can spend billions of right. dollars jamming through digital transformation it doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to translate into value again like we're like we're going to talk about and we've talked about it in, in the pre-show you know when we were getting ready for this there's there's again it's about culture it's about people it's about workflows and, and there's a lot going on it's just not about it's not all just about new tools right so right. I, I like this. Uh, I like this quote that you found uh, by George Westerman. It's uh, when digital transformation is done right, it's like a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. But when done wrong, the only thing you have is a really fast caterpillar, <laughs> and sometimes not exactly even a really right. fast caterpillar. Sometimes it's just maybe yeah. a little bit faster caterpillar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which I, I, yeah. I think is is absolutely great. And 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 I think that uh, you know, in in kind of keeping with you looking outside. Of, of our industry, you know, the shipbuilding industry, there are there yeah. are lots of companies that have uh, that have embraced well industries that have embraced kind of the the digital transformation that 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 is uh, uh, you know currently underway well all over the place, but seems to be kind of slow moving into uh, into the shipbuilding industry. We we tend to be right. relatively slow, but I mean, if you think about film, you know, automotive and aerospace industries, uh, I mean, they they've they're constantly upgrading how they do things, particularly automotive. I mean, I can't think of a more analog business than cranking out one car after the other. Uh, you know right. what I mean? And, yep. and for them to, to embrace the whole digital side of it where, you know, we're talking about robotics and 3D modeling. And, you know, they're doing some really interesting stuff about on the design side, too, about, you know, the design offices are all over the place and they come together in a VR 3D model. And so there's some really cool stuff uh, going on there. One one that really stood out to me, though, as I was kind of doing a little bit of research for this was something that we all know and, and you know, probably had lots of when we were kids, and maybe some of us still have them, is Legos. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Legos are, are, you know, I remember when I was a kid, which, you know, was a long time ago now, but, I mean, of course, I had tons of Legos, but they weren't the fancy ones that you get now. But, I mean, if you think about how Lego has, you know, so so the patent for Lego ran out years ago, so basically anybody could copy it, and, and Lego knew this was happening. And so they decided that they were going to really okay. So we have to we have to up our game here. So what did they right. do? They started you know they started building all kinds of interesting types of Lego sets that you could buy, not just the generic Legos. So they 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 got into uh, agreements with Star Wars, Disney, and all these other companies. But they yep. also started to make video games, right? They started to make video games that featured Lego characters. They started to make exactly films right. that featured Lego characters. And now you can buy Legos that have uh, basically, uh, you know, motors and sensors in them and you can make robots out of Legos. And, you know, so yeah. I think, you know, Lego is a, is, a, is, a, is a good example of a company that really looked forward and said, okay, well, you know, we know that the world is transforming and we need to transform too. And they, they, they really embraced the whole thing and got it down to the DNA culture level of change. Yep. Right. So, so that's, uh, that, I, I, you know, to me that that's, that's very cool. Um, yeah. And to, to get back to that, they're, they're, with having 
a very a good culture change to be able to have a culture transformation then they were able to to get out of what they were originally and do a bunch of different things so that kind of unlocked uh something for them uh like a little bit like amazon so amazon okay yeah we we got a process where culture is good okay let's Let's get Prime Video. Let's uh, purchase MGM. <laughs> so <laughs> oh it's, goodness, yeah. it's just crazy where you can go once the structure is, um, the structure, uh, the, the culture is really around innovation, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that is absolutely it. And, and, and you nailed it. It's not the tools that bring innovation. It's the culture that brings innovation, right? That is absolutely the key here. And it, it just reminded me of a, a, a paper I read a long time ago when I was doing my, my MBA. Uh, it, it just reminded me of that. And, you know, in terms of people, I think what, a, what an organization needs to, in order to embrace change with culture, is, is a combination of, of these, what Nigel Sykes calls the three E's, right? So you have the envisioner, you have the enabler and the enactor. So, so you need somebody who mm-hmm. in the organization who can, who can see, you know, yep. five years down the road or 10 years down the road. Like, like you, you can imagine when the, 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 the first guy at Lego said, we should make a video game. <laughs> you know, he was probably like, what are you crazy? <laughs> right. But exactly I mean, how right. successful have they been at that? I mean, just huge. Right. Yeah. Um, for sure. And then of course you need, you need an enabler. You need somebody in the organization who says, Yes, it's different than what we have been done that we've done in the past. I have power in the company and I'm going to say yes, let's embrace this change and and get things moving. And then you need the enactors, right? The 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 all the people in the organization who who do embrace this change and begin to work in an innovative way and and begin to actually shift the culture. Or maybe the culture doesn't need to be shifted. Maybe that culture is already there and we're just kind of uh, changing the way that things are done. So, so, so to me, there are a few really good examples of the uh, of the of the uh, caterpillar, you know, t- to butterfly uh, rather than just the fast caterpillar. Although I, I just, I, you know, I love that analogy. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if we come back a little bit to our industry, so we're we're not very experienced at business transformation, no. and I think that's one of the big reason why other industry that are were always asked to look forward like the automotive industry and so on and so mm-hmm. forth are so better we're better when the our new era of digital arrived they were be they were able to embrace innovation and go faster um but to me the shipbuilding industry, we're not experienced at business transformation. That's one of the reasons why we're um, we're taking some times to uh, to be able to implement that digital uh, transformation right. Yeah. And there's a lot of uh, so culture is tough to change, uh, at least. And as well with large, well-established organization, right? Yeah, big time. I mean, you can look at the 
uh, corporate landscape out there and see lots of great examples of companies yeah. that couldn't change. Like, a, you know, y- y- the obvious ones are Kodak and, you know, some of these other ones where, you know, the, they had, they honestly, I think Kodak had the opportunity to, to change because they had the money to do it. And, and, you know, but right. they were so, the culture was so stuck on film, uh, you know, as the way to go rather than, rather than digital that, that it just killed them in the end. Right. And, uh, it, you know, it, it reminds me uh, just a little bit about, uh, a, a builder that I worked for in, uh, in Vancouver. Uh, we were going through, um, uh, the ISO process. And, you know, I can, yeah. uh, you know, as, as a young naval architect, you know, you're in there going, Oh, ISO, this seems like a great idea. And you're, you know, you you, you look through all the, the, the documentation and you go, Oh, great. We're getting organized. Right. You know, this is terrific. Yeah. But when you talk to, when, you know, whenever, uh, you know, you, we talked to the older guys, they, they would all be like rolling their eyes. Oh, this is such a waste of time. Why are you making us do things this way? You know, and they really just, it was like pulling teeth, you know, trying to get any sort of, uh, you know, organization that was, that was different than they, than, than they were used to, you know what I mean? And, and you could almost think of, of ISO as as a technology, right? Because it's really (laughs) a, a huge process change. Well, if it's not even really a process change, it's about doing things this, you know, the same way. Uh, so, so yep. that you have a system, right. And, 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 uh, just, you know, it, it was amazing to me that, uh, I, I suppose it wasn't amazing considering, you know, what we've learned, uh, just about yep. uh, corporate change and culture change. I mean, the culture in this business, the, the, this particular, uh, company was really old school and, uh, just was not ready for, for ISO. And, and I guess maybe the, the, uh, executive at the C-suite should have maybe recognized that and done a lot of prep work beforehand rather than just try and ram ISO down everybody's throat. But, uh, you know, again, it's, it's one of those things that, um, is a huge change and, and the culture just really wasn't, uh, wasn't ready for it. Yeah. It was a good yeah, size, no. good size, you know, f- from a Canadian point of view, there's, uh, you know, 200, 300 people working there. So it, it so it was, a, it was, a, it was large enough that, that ISO was a, it was, it was a bit of a beast because there were so many processes, right? Yeah, that's right. Then we, we see that as well, like with big organization in other industry, how hard it is to change culture. Yeah. Uh, so in sports, you get huge, um, huge uh, teams that have so much past and they're not able to kind of, um, for people that are not familiar with the term, tank. So be bad for a couple of years in order to go draft better player and right. build a championship team right. so they're they they cannot be bad because of their history i'm talking about the canadian uh, montreal canadian i'm talking about the green bay packers in football mm-hmm. there's probably other in uh, football in europe but for north america that's one of the two big and dallas cowboys as well uh so they just cannot be bad so they cannot tank so they cannot do a culture switch right uh, to be able to evolve quickly and that comes me to my other point is that evolving mean failing fast with something promising right so, so what, okay. what, what do you mean by that F- failing fast what's that what's that all about so failing fast i'm saying let's test something mm-hmm. if it doesn't work let's move on yeah and we know it doesn't work and it, during the process that we were doing it, we learned a bunch of things to be able to understand understand that the culture 
must accept some testing, right? Yeah. So in the, the enterprise, we should test some stuff, get some feedback and do some optimization because optimization is really the key to to innovation and we need all of that to become kind of the DNA of an employee. So the employee need to kind of have that DNA to, to know, okay, I won't lose my position because senior management are on board with that. Yep. So I can do some testing and I can innovate. So there's a lot in that that comes back to senior management. They need have a good leader. There's a bunch of paper out there that said there's different between a boss and a leader. In terms of digital transformation, I believe we need a very good leader. And I found something very interesting uh, from Forbes. They were saying that 84% of companies fail at digital transformation, but if they fail, when I was reading that article, it doesn't mean they don't succeed, right? They fail right. first, right. and then they're able to learn from it and succeed later. Or, okay, we did that big implementation, that thing worked awesome, but that thing doesn't. So, is it because of the culture? Is it because of the tool? Is it so then you can learn quickly and adjust technology to your business? Yeah, exactly. And, and that headline uh, it, it bothers me a, a little bit, actually, it, because it, for me, you know, even Forbes is trying to grab people's attention by throwing out this big eighty-four percent of companies right. fail at digital transformation. You know that. So, so what is that? What is what signal is that sending to all companies out there that don't even bother to try? You know, because yeah. you know you're probably the chance of you being in the sixteen percent that actually make it is so small. Forget it, right? Well, that's that's the wrong message to, to me. You know, and we're not saying that, you know, we want to fail. What we're saying is it's okay to fail because I think it might have been Bill Gates that said uh, success isn't a very good teacher, right? You don't, right? When no. you win, you don't sit around and go, "Why did we win?" But when you when yeah. you lose, you sit around and go, "Why did we lose?" <laughs> right? You know. So right. I, I think it's it's you know really you should be even when you win. You should say why? Did, why did we win? Don't get me wrong, but uh, mm -hmm. but yeah. So I, I think that we we uh, having a culture, especially when we're trying to implement some of these huge changes that we're talking about, uh, in terms of you know business and digital transformation and even cultural shifts. Uh, I, I think it's okay, even in very traditional uh, uh, businesses like shipbuilding, to go. You know what? It's okay to fail. It has to be measured fail. It can't be large fails. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, we're a year late on delivering this ship. You know, we can't do that, right. obviously. But, but as we're implementing um, small transformations uh, and innovations down at the cultural and, and, and process level, you know, yeah. all of those add up over time to eventually turn into a different company than it was 10 years ago, right? And we need, exactly again, right. we, need to, we need to have that, and I think you mentioned this, that, that psychological safe workspace where people know that my position, even if I get this wrong, I'm still going to have a job, right? Do you know what I mean? It's not exactly like, right. Yeah. So yep. I, I think all of that is, uh, is important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, to me, again, like the, there's so much jobs out there that mm. it kind of really pushed the, the people to say, yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be able to find something else. Right. So another gig, that's something that probably I know in your era was probably not the same when you got back from school, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and for some people, depending on how old they are, 
and, and how much they've invested, you know, time-wise and in, in the pension and all that stuff is, uh, you know, yeah. it, it, it is a it is a bit more difficult. So, I think for you've sure. actually hit on something that's that's really important, and it, I think it's an oppor- opportunity actually for Canadian shipbuilding in that you know the Cana- Canadian shipbuilding is relatively young you know, in terms of the, the demographic of who's out there building ships in Canada, right? You know, so, so again, I think there's this, there's this great opportunity that we have to be able to, to embrace change and, and embrace knowing that, it, just like you say, if you're a 30-something and you know what, you fail so miserably that you get fired because you're an innovative <laughs> yeah. thinker and you just want to go, 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 then you know you're absolutely right. going to be able to get a job somewhere else. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it all, to me, it, it starts by the industry, but it all starts sure. by the universities as well. So yeah. we need to kind of put an innovative thinking in the young minds when yeah. they arrive in the industry. And I, I found them, uh, I was listening to a webinar uh, where Mario Natero from Studio Naval Natero in Italy that was mm-hmm. talking about we're, we're not very experienced at culture change because in the past, common knowledge was fat. Uh, what, was flat right. uh, so it was all old theories coming from universities and how will how did universities evolve without really talking to the shipyards because we were not that connected as we are now so right. they were not able to really share all knowledge and share okay i'm uh, I'm Austal USA in the States, I lost there, and then with the NSRP, then VT can say, oh, okay, yeah, that you learn from that, I'm going to learn from that too, right? right. Without expl- So companies are failing fast together, um, right? So uh, Yeah, you know, this is an interesting, we, we could do a whole podcast just on this all by itself, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, the... Yeah. It, University, well, academia in general is one of the one of the places, you know, or one of the uh, institutions that really yeah. needs to embrace change, uh, you know, right. because it's really still very much. I mean, there are lots of people who are embracing change. Don't get me wrong, but but you would think that the yeah. in university, university is supposed to be on mm-hmm. the leading edge, and and but it takes so long to uh, uh, understand what's going on around and then, uh, you know, peer review, write papers, peer review, do experiments and then publish. And then that published work gets put into a textbook and then that textbook finds its way into a course. I mean, that whole cycle can take 10, 15, 20 years. Do you know what I mean? And by the time that textbook gets into the hands of, uh, you know, unless it's basic physics, right? But, But even, you know, if we're talking about quantum mechanics i mean that that field is changing so quickly too that it's difficult for right. techs to catch up but i think ac- academia is is far too slow to uh, to really reflect the changes that are that are actually happening in business so so business schools i think are really struggling to kind of keep up i mean i you know as an example you know, uh, our company, uh, Innova Marine, just went through a, a, a major rebranding, and we we had consultants working with us on on our on, on marketing transformation and our and our our whole brand transformation and how we do things. And I can promise you that what I learned, you know, in marketing, my marketing courses oh, yeah. 15 years ago, looked nothing. I mean, there were some things, sure, but but looked nothing like uh, th- what 
you know, the, the marketing on the web, social media marketing, and all these other kinds of things. Uh, again, so is it, and, and the school I went to was actually really good. I mean, it was, it was, you know, it's one of the top schools in, uh, in Europe and it was just, you know, just night and day. And it's not really, you know, I was going to say it's not their fault, but I, I think in a way it is their fault just, just because, uh, you know, well, it's not their fault that I, I did an MBA 15 years ago, <laughs> you know, obviously, and the world yeah. has changed in 15 years. So maybe if we went back, we'd see that some of these things actually are in the curriculum. But uh, but I think business schools in particular really have to, to uh, step up their game and, uh, and make sure that they understand the, the pace of change. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. All right. So let me shift to this. So yeah, sure. in terms of business transformation, the culture, so business transformation need to lead the digital transformation. So within that business transformation, yeah. I know culture is a big importance, but people are very important as well. So I found a quote from Jim Collins that I'm going to leave you to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> the most valuable asset your company has is the right people. Yeah, yeah. That, that... I like the, 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 the way the sentence is frame as well yeah it yeah is and i like the fact that the word right people is in there right it's not that that you know uh, good to great collins is is trying to be exclusive but he but i i think i think he is right um so 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 the 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 basics of that is you know we're not so um we we realize that the world changes really quickly and we need people who are going to be able to function within that rapid change right and those are kind of the right people that that you want on board um i you know i'm gonna i'm gonna so, so and one of the things he says is first who then what right and that's one of the things in, in good to great is is first you have to find the right people, then you figure out what it is that you're going to do because the world is changing exactly. so quickly, right? And yeah. so I'd like to modify that a little bit with all respect to, to Mr. Collins, uh, who obviously good to great is one of the biggest selling books of all time and right. is, a, is, yeah. a, is a great book. Um, but we already know what we're building. We're building ships, and, and that's not likely to change anytime soon. You know, it's not like, uh, uh, you know, one company that, that starts, like 3M, that starts with one thing, and then, you know, 20 years from now, we're building spaceships. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're, we're yeah. building ships. The world needs ships. So we know what. But really, I think that we can, we can modify that for us to say, first who, then how. Right, because how we build ships really uh, can can change, even though we still get still get the same, or maybe even an improved end product in terms of a ship. But uh, but 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 how you build things really is uh, is important too. And I, and I'm just going to go back to the uh, one of the examples that I talked about earlier, the with the ISO implementation, and you know the that company really had so much promise. Uh, and, and sadly there was a a couple of things happened, but, but one of the things is they couldn't improve fast enough. And, and ISO was one of the, one of their improvement, uh, initiatives. And, uh, sadly the company is no longer in business, right? So, so again, they knew what they were building and they were pretty good at it. But it was how they were building was the problem. They they couldn't compete, right? They 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 just they couldn't compete, and and, and in the end, it killed them. So, yeah, I, I yeah. think that uh, that that again, it it boils down to the people the, having the right people uh, in your organization for sure. 
Okay, let, let me split that in two. Sure. Um, yeah. So I, I I like the I like the who. So with the right process, with with the right people, you you can then easily change your process, and tool selection become less of an issue at that point. And I'm gonna be very quick on this because I talked about it earlier. And in terms of senior management. They should be dedicated to the process and mm. participating in the most critical activities, but we we don't need uh, we can't confuse awareness and dedication. Right, senior management really need to. Yeah, I know about it, but I'm dedicated about it. It's not the same thing, um, and having a senior man having senior management partners, w- what they can do is then finding a tech partner so company probably like us right mm-hmm. to be able to contribute to their digital transformation with real ex- expert that understand change and i i, I found that from uh, from an article from an, another industry and that's what they were saying is that you need to focus on what you're the best at yeah. and shipyards are good at building ship Right. Yeah. So, well, um, we hope so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not all of them, right. but yeah. And th- there's companies that are good at digital transformation. Yeah. The company, they're, they're good at technology implementation. Yep. Um, so, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna say a last example, and we have been helping uh, a shipyard to rethink the way their data flows. And even with the simple simple technology, they were able to save millions of dollars. Yeah. And that that boils back to a complex system that works is invariability found to have evolved from a system that from a simple system that works. So that John Gold that said that. And mm, mm-hmm. to me it's really important. It's like, okay, let's find something very simple that works. And take it to the next level. Right. So then streamline that process. Then so that's why we're that's what we were doing with that shipyard. It, okay, let's let's oversimplify that. Right. Let's use exactly. Excel and let's yeah. oversimplify that. And for them, it's easy. Okay. Yeah. Or then their process is clear. And after that, that's the place where you can implement something like a PLM, right. something like a bigger tool yeah. that involves all your business, which on the culture side, senior management, everyone in the business need to be on board to be part of that big system, which we will talk in our next episode. Right. Yeah, exactly. So we need to understand the the process and how the data works through uh, the, the systems and the processes in the corporation. We need to understand exactly it right. simply before we can implement a, a, a kind of a bigger layer to automate it, basically, right? So, so we need to kind of manually look at it in a very simple way, and then before we can do something like a PLM, yeah, that that's uh, that's uh, absolutely the case, and uh, and yeah, and, and I mean, uh, you know, not to sound like an ad, you know, an advertisement, but we we were really able to save them a, a, a lot of money yeah. which which is great yeah. and uh, but but what's important 
is that, uh, and, and you said this earlier in the, the section that you were just talking about, was you need someone in the organization at the executive level who is an enabler. And, and we were yes. lucky because we had that, right? So we, right. we had somebody in the organization who said, look, we know that our processes, some things are broken. So, and we can't seem to fix them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, look, you guys, I need you to be open to change. And we're going to bring in some people who uh, are going to just help us simplify this and, and figure out where our data problems are. And then we're going to look at maybe automating some of these things, right? And uh, we, we were fortunate in that uh, the, the company that we're talking about, we had a, a couple of decent uh, you know, ex- enablers at the executive level who believed in, uh, in, in change and in culture change. And, uh, and, and it really helped. And, 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 it's, and it's helping them even now. And, and we're still working with them. So awesome. Yeah. All right. So to wrap here, um, we very overlook the importance of culture when planning new technology integration um, because we're inexperienced at business transformation. And there's Mm -hmm. two things in business transformation like we talked about, more than two things, but we mainly touch about the right people, the how we're building the ship, so the process. So that's mainly what it's boiled out to um, in order to be able to implement the technology that works uh, in every industry. But for here, we, uh, we really um, focused on that, um, on our industry. So yeah, um, big time. And, and, and I, and I think that one thing we didn't say, but I, but I think it's okay to say is that sometimes you need to say goodbye to people, you know, who are really holding back that, transformation right and it's hard and and nobody likes it but sometimes it's just part of the process is 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 you know having the right people also means not having the wrong people <laughs> right so sometimes yeah. though you need to let those wrong people go yeah you needed to finish the podcast on a sad note right? <laughs> no <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay uh, but, but we're heading into the weekend so it's, it's a good that's thing. right that's yeah, right yeah, excellent so thank you everyone for listening uh the next podcast will be about plm yep. uh, so we have a guest uh, for you so to kind of continue the flow of our conversation uh we talked today about how to implement that technology and now we're we're going to talk with um with the guest to help us uh, understand more once the company's ready what is out there for them yeah absolutely yeah good stuff have a good one thanks for listening if you have any questions or comments you can go to our website innovmarine.com slash bridgewatch and uh, we have a space there for you to put comments and questions be part of the conversation We'll see you in two weeks to chat more about the exciting news in our industry, to chat more about what it's coming in terms of innovation, how can we make our industry better. And like Winston said, share our comments there. And who knows, maybe your subject will be the next topic of our show. Thank you and see you in two weeks. See you in two weeks.